Once again, this is Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy. Just want to introduce you guys to um, how to be successful at the Barber College, how to choose a Barber College. Check it out, Crown Cuts Academy Live. Once again, getting it. Read and love the Johnson City way. Back at it once again. Um, Barber College success. This time I brought some of my friends, Chris Woods, Gary Pearson, and the one and only Miss Julia Cox. So today we're going to discuss the first two months of Barber College. What does it take? What elevates you to be that barber? What should you do? We have um, a student who's halfway through the program, and we have a student who just finished the program. He's starting to take the test. Uh, we're going to introduce these guys and just just going to get a feel um, and see if this is for you and help you kind of transition to that point of making that decision of coming to a barber college. Um, I'm going to introduce you guys. Chris, um, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Chris Woods. Um, I joined the barber college back early, early to mid-2019. Um, it was a good experience, man. Couldn't beat it. That's what I'm talking about. Um, again, um, Gary, let me let me hear you say something. GP, um, get with me. My name is Gary Pearson. Um, I've been doing this for a few months now. Really enjoy it. I don't think, like like Woods said, I don't think I could have chose something better to do. Really enjoy it. There you go. And Julia, let us hear your voice. Say something, Julia. Hey, everyone. It's Julia. I'm the marketing PR intern. I'm sitting in on this session to learn about the first eight weeks of barbering college and what to expect as an outsider like myself. So we'll start. Um, basically, I think the first eight weeks are really critical. It's really important to any student um, to see what they want to do, where they want to go, um, just to make sure that this is for them and like anybody, anything, anything you do, the quicker you start off, the better you're going to be. Um, Gary, how, how, what do you feel? How do you feel about your first day of barber college? What, what, was, what was going through your mind? My first day of barber college, and you got to think, is too, I was kind of fresh out of high school, you know, so I was still in a school mindset, but I came in and it was like kind of nervous, didn't know what to expect, you know, and it was kind of a real taste of the, you know, the big boy world, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I was kind of nervous, but I was really kind of thrilled to meet new people and to start something new. You know, I was really excited about that. So I was excited and kind of nervous at the same time, you know. And, and, that, and that's, that's part of it. I think anything you do when you start off, even when I played college sports, high school sports, as soon as the whistle blows to start the game, I was nervous too. So it's just starting something new. Everybody's going to have that anxiety. And that's good because you care. Mm-hmm. If you didn't care, you wouldn't have that anxiety. Chris, tell me something about your first, uh, my first day at barber school. Uh, that's something I'll never forget myself because I met a lifelong friend uh, on my first day. Uh, me and her still keep in touch with one one another. We made best friend status. So, I mean, and besides that, um, the I thought I was gonna get into cutting hair the first day or getting into actually doing something, but as it turns out, um, I didn't do any of that. I. Uh, we learned the book, we got to know each other, and we just built a, a foundation for us to learn on. Because yeah, mo- most people, most students come into one of our problems we run into, most students come into the school and they're so anxious to cut. And I, I, I try to tell them, do you, 
I don't want you to be a cutter. I want you to be a well-rounded master barber because what I train for and what I train you to do is not to be a basic barber, not to be a regular barber, but I train you guys to be master barbers. I want you guys to never turn down services. So there's a formula, there's a plan, there's a blueprint to get to that point. Um, so go ahead, Gary. What do you think? Tell me about, we talked about your first day. So talk about the first week. First week, um, which I was kind of nervous because I, I got the kind of personality to where I don't really <laughs> like talk or, or get very out there when I don't really know people. But with the culture that we have at the school is I would say it's lucky and I would even go out there to say it's not like many schools that we just have a culture of a, and a family type thing. So really quickly, I started getting connected to people and people started being very kind to me. And I opened up very, very soon, which is not like me. But like like me and Woods went to school together and Woods was very helpful for with me and, you know, others. And really, the first week was just about learning the straight razor um, and identifying some guards and just kind of connecting with that school family, you know. So that's how it was for me. Julia, you can chime in. If you have a question from the outside looking in that you want to ask these guys, um, I would also like you to just chime in and just go in and give a question because um, cause I, I, I have a lot of answers and I have a lot of questions, but I want, as these guys experience, I want them to show the perspective person who's trying to change a career or a new student coming into the college, what what should they expect? Um, again, because most students come in and they're just so anxious to cut hair. But technically, we don't let you cut hair for, for at least first six to eight weeks. We want you to get real comfortable. Like Gary says, um, the first thing I try to push my students on is the straight raises. Just get that anxiety out of their mind of cutting someone because a straight razor, if you're not careful, you really can cause some damage. And so my first week, all my students who come in as nervous as a wreck, my first week in three days, three to four days, they're really, there's no anxiety no more. All anxiety is gone. Um, Chris, talk about that. Uh, my first week, uh, I washed a lot of heads and I got my hair washed a lot on my first week. But Besides that, of the straight razor, it was the most tedious thing I've had to learn because there were so many different hand positions, different strokes that you have to go with that, you know? And <laughs> the 14 strokes will save your life, <laughs> honestly. Uh, once you start barbering, it's it comes in handy. Um, and, and that's a part of a master barber. Learn just to use a straight razor and just the articulate part of it, um, showing your skill work. There's plenty of skill work into it. And a couple of other things we do in your first couple of weeks in barbering after week one, week two, we're going to talk about, again, the first eight weeks. We teach you wet and dry shampoo skills. We, t- we talk to you and teach you about draping. We try to teach you about the intricacies of the school to get you prepared for the main part of when you meet a client. Other things we talk about heavily is consultation. Why is consultation so important, Gary? <laughs> man it's everything seriously like i've made a lot more mistakes than i've done right with consultation you know i've like had people in my chair that didn't even know my name the entire time i cut their hair so like by the time they left they didn't even know my name <laughs> but it's important with everything it could possibly you know add 30 40 percent more onto your yearly income 
based on product sales and identifying what they need and what that what can help them and really just building that relationship you know building a relationship is is very key you know and the consultation helps you segue into that so you can possibly have a lifelong client and you know great business definitely chris what do you think um client consultation is the most important thing i mean once you start you you first start examining the hair and you ask them a whole bunch of questions like like it may seem personal or out of the way but it is very necessary to either keep that client or to perform the service correctly um it it's the most important and the first thing that you should do before and any and every cut so what kind of questions do you ask when it comes time for the consultation um uh, what kind of style were you wanting, wanting done? You want something similar? Do you want me to look up a picture or just certain aspects? Do you want it to the skin? Do you want to be able to have a line in the back or do you want me to taper the, like, like is the, um, it's just a bunch of different stuff. Um, yeah. You want me to answer that? So normally when, when I start off with, you know, a consultation with people and asking them what they want because I may forget my name, but I do know what they want haircut wise. <laughs> um, but I just start off by asking a series of questions, like because some people you have some people that come in that know exactly what they want, but that's few and far between. A lot of people come in and they just go to what they just have whatever their barber gave them all their life. They don't know, right? So I usually go by asking them, "Do you want a bald fade or a skin fade?" Because somebody knows if they want a bald fade or not. So if they want a bald fade, I can identify what type of fade, if it's high-low or mid. Or if they don't, I can normally ask them if they want, you know, the length they want, if they want to start off with a one or maybe a little bit shorter than that, but still some hair there. Um, And I normally ask them about the top right before I do it. And I turn them in the mirror and say, hey, how much you want off? Do you want it blended or do you want it to like kind of hang over? Um, what's your preferred style, stuff like that. So just process of elimination, really. And all this really technically happens during role play. So we role play a lot. So the students will give them different scenarios and get them comfortable before they get on the floor. Just allowing them to kind of feel feel themselves through because I don't want to just throw them out and be like, hey, just go talk to a client. So the first eight weeks is critical because just that time of just learning how to role play, making mistakes in the classroom through, through like real life situations that I myself experienced in the barbershop is critical for them. And another important thing that we try to teach the students is identifying the guards, identifying the guards from a half guard all the way up to an eight guard, teaching them how to hold their shears, how to hold their comb, how to palm it, just, just different techniques that they need to learn before they hit the floor, which is critical because everybody wants to cut, but what we try to teach them to separate them from the rest is that, hey, we don't want you to just be a barber. We want, we don't want you to be a regular barber. We want you to be a master barber, and a master barber turns away no services. And also, we want you to start thinking about the process of even becoming an instructor, the process of even maybe opening your barber shop, the process of even being a school owner. So all those things, plenty of conversations happen during the first eight weeks of barbering. And I know Chris took down some notes, and I'll let him just elaborate some of his notes that he took down. All right. Well, my first week of barbering school, I wanted to cut hair, like that that week period. But 
Craig said, no, you got to wait. Are you rushing it? Are you rushing it? So when it did come time to cut, eventually, like a month and a half later, I was prepared and not nervous or or as eager to because he made me wait and and made me learn all the stuff I needed to before I started cutting. Um, I'm going to be honest. It, it is a lot of learning and it is a tedious <laughs> process, but it'll pay off within the you'll see a whole different side of yourself once you're done with this and you'll change into a whole different person. Um the fear of messing up. That was my thing for the first six months of barber school. I, I was afraid to mess up. Didn't think that I would be able to do it right. But the confidence. You got to build your confidence when you're first starting out. Because you'll see that that you can do it. Um, the straight razor. That was a lengthy process. But I master it. And I can use it on almost anything. With the eyebrows, with the mustache, with, with, with the beard, uh, once you learn it, it comes in handy. And, and Chris is a student. Like, again, he is, he's finished with his hours, so he's just starting to take his test, um, which is important. But it, it's critical. Again, the first six to eight weeks is real critical in, in your development. And we're doing this podcast basically for people who want to change careers, people who come out of high school, just anyone who's thinking about going into this industry and looking for some type of help or some type of nudge to whether they'll go left or right or just come to the come to um Cronkers Academy right away. Gary, go and say something. I see you over there sitting down smiling. <laughs> Let me see, have some he always mic. does this. That's what he does. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> what you what do you call it? The what tricks? See he pull, th- see he pulls his Jedi <laughs> mind tricks on people. That's what he does. I already called him Master Kenobi. That's what I call him. <laughs> uh, that's not me, man. I'm just trying to get the best out of you. I want to push you. <laughs> um, man, how like you want me to kind of expound upon my after my first week? Yes, after my first week was really when things started picking up because for me at first, I'm a very slow learner, like horrible slow learner. (laughs) (laughs) See, he's laughing, dude. He's pulling those tricks. It's like he ain't even saying nothing. But it's, I'm a really slow learner when it starts out. And I didn't get the fade pattern that Craig was teaching at all, like the lanes and the levers and the difference between guards. And I was getting so obsessed. And this is all after my first week. I was getting so obsessed with, or let's say I was getting aggravated that I didn't know how to do it as I was waking up in the middle of the night, not kidding, aggravated that I didn't get it. And I was just sitting there analyzing it in my head and going over it and going over it. And finally, Craig was breaking it down for me and telling me that this guard is like this guard in a certain situation. And if you take it this way, in this situation, it does this. And all these things started to connect for me slowly but surely um, and the biggest thing that I had to learn was patience, you know, Ooh, is that scary. it's like I have plenty of time. Critical. I had to tell myself that. I was just trying to rush and rush Critical, and critical, critical. But you can't build a house with no foundation. Like you can't even, you can't build, you can't put windows on a house that's not even built yet. So you have to learn how to fade first and understand basics so you can do these these cool things and you can do these designs. So you have to learn the basics. So that's mainly what my first steps my time after barber school was was building my foundation. It's really what it was. And patience helped me do that. 
learning that. So what step in the first eight weeks of your journey would you say was most beneficial to you all learning like the rest of what you need to know to become a master barber? That's a difficult question because there were so many things. You know what I mean? I think, right. the, I think the most critical thing for most students is their confidence. Confidence and, like Gary said, patience. You put those two together, it will equal success. So you have to come in confident because there are going to be some pitfalls. You're going to come in thinking you're going to be the – you're going to be the greatest. You're going to be the best right away. But that's that's almost impossible. You're putting too much pressure on yourself. So if you have some confidence to understand, it's going to take some time. It's a process to this. It's a blueprint. And once you follow the blueprint, you will be successful. Like I tell all my students, I can guarantee you that I can teach you how to cut hair. I can guarantee that. But the tangible stuff that you can't touch, you come into school on time. You come to school every day. You come with a great attitude. You come ready to learn. Those things that if you give me, I'll give you the rest, and I can put you in a position to succeed. I make it really straightforward and really relatively just I kind of hand it to you on a, on, a, on a platter. But at times, it's just hard to see it when you can't when you haven't done it before. So, patience, understanding, it's it's a process. You're gonna get there. It's a process, and having some confidence, understand. Hey, it's okay to not do it right because. It's, I consider, I don't consider there's no, no such thing as failure when you're learning. If you're learning, there's no failure because you're trying. As long as you're trying, you're making strides. So there can't be something as called failure when you learn. That's impossible. Um, if you come ready to learn, have some confidence, have some patience, you will get there. Gary? Man, there was a couple things in my eight weeks that just, that, really set up for me you know woods like there was there's was a lot of stuff for woods but for me you know understanding the guards and what they do helped me to where i am now and i can just kind of do my own thing and and scissor cutting or shear cutting and understanding the angles and degrees and what direction to to go that way and there's a we have an amazing instructor at the school and she helped teach me almost everything i know Yes, sir. And those two things, like I said, help me build my foundation. Like, you know, shear cutting with this. Because if you know how to drive, you know, a manual car, you know, you understand how the gears work, understand how to shift. You can drive anything. Yes. But you have to understand that, that concept first. And that's what those were for me. They were just a launching pad to help accelerate me into more advanced things. What? Well... Uh, my f- in the first eight weeks, the the number one thing for me, um, it would have to be the persistence about it all. Uh, me learning to become a whole different person to be persistent, showing up on time, leaving the at at the appropriate time, being there every day. Uh, the, the the repetition of it all was the most important thing because it transformed me into the person I am now. Definitely. And that's building confidence. Again, with with repetition, you have to have some patience because you understand um, you have to almost see an unrefined product to see it refined. So a lot of times I can give the students the answer, but I want them to kind of figure it out. So that's why I kind of tell them it's like a math problem and figure it out. You will eventually because it's your muscle and it's your memory. And I know Chris want to talk about that muscle memory. He's been talking about it all day. <laughs> Expanding that, Chris, muscle memory, what does that mean to you? Muscle memory means to me 
if you do something frequent enough, like and good enough, it'll like like it'll come natural. Like for instance, uh, when fading the hair, you automatically go up, bald it out, and then you go up with the one guard to start the transition. So to me, it it's just a natural thing. It it it, it just it comes to me. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where I could just look at something and know my way through it and then do it like printer paper. Like I can just print it out the same way each and every time because. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, like I tell the students a lot of times, they're like, um, can you help me do this? I'm like, remember, it's it's your muscle and it'll be my memory. So if we put that together, we go nowhere. It has to be your muscle and your memory because, again, I can go in there and pretty much work any any situation out but i tend to want to make it a puzzle for them so they can figure it out and once they solve that puzzle it's something that be re, they'll retain for a while yes sir biggest thing with you know with me as well i had to learn that i had to learn from my mistakes you know what i mean because like people like they'll jack somebody up you know leave them looking you know, gapped up in the back, bald spot <laughs> in the top, all that stuff. But something I always tell myself is that, you know, our mistakes don't identify us, but how we handle our mistakes or how we go about our mistakes is what defines us. So yes, how do sir. you handle that? So I would mess up and I would just be so consumed with progress and, and being better. Like I said, I would wake up in the middle of the night about it. And it's not, and some people might say, oh, it's not a big deal. But to me, I wanted to be good. I still do. But every mistake I had, I'm like, how can I fix that? How can I? You cared a lot. That's all it is. <laughs> I mean, when you're learning from Master Kenobi himself, you have to, you have to care. Thank you, Gary. Thank you for your kind words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And again, I, and one of the, I use a lot of analogies with, with my students. And one of my big ones I always tell them is receive. You have to receive the information. Because once you receive the information, you'll have opportunity to retain it. And once you retain the information, you can apply it. So I always tell them receive, retain equals apply. Receive plus retain equals apply. And I think that goes for anything in life. If you're not receiving information, you're not going to retain it. And in barbering, you have to take your time and almost get down to the base level to understand it's a learning process. If, if everybody could do it, then there'd be a problem. But it's, it's only for the far and for the few and the great. So um, if you take your time and put your effort into it, it's, barbering is, it's <laughs> again, barbering is something that I love. It's a passion of mine. And when I see my students start to develop and turn into that beautiful flower from that base, from the soil, it, it makes me just so happy. I mean, I just want to just like, man, that's that's progress. And that's that's why I get my joy, seeing the students just develop into the, the the master bar that they're going to be and then go off and do their own thing because they, they're the one who put the, the hard work in and I'm just that flagship, just that platform to send them off. And we have some beasts and some students. Um, um, Jewel, you have any more questions from outside that you'd like to ask? Well, I guess I didn't realize that it took six to eight weeks before they were actually working on clients. So will you all tell us kind of, what to expect with your first client and did you feel prepared and were you nervous at all or did you have enough practice under your belt to feel ready for that moment? <laughs> I, see, I see some some smiles, some anxiety, <laughs> some anxiety laughs. Oh, man. 
I actually hid in the back so I didn't have to take a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a common place. A lot of students, they I hide. Remember, they I was disappear. watching this TV show, and I was like, I made the excuse. Of the t- I was into the TV show, but I was back there, and I was like hiding on Saturday so I didn't have to cut any hair. And Craig come back there. He said, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, just watching the show. I'll be back there in a minute. Never came out there. But Craig said, okay, I get it. You don't want to cut hair? Stay back here. Okay. <laughs> so, but... Man, when I got my first haircut, I was unbelievably nervous. I didn't let Craig leave. Like I was like, I would do like one one little motion he'd say, and then after he left, I'd be done with it. I'd say, Craig, come back. What's the next thing to do? I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I wouldn't let Craig leave. But you're, you'll have some anxiety, man, because unless you just don't care and you just, right. you just make it look whatever. But if you care, you're going to have a little bit of anxiety. But think of it as good that you care that much, you know? See... My first cut, I was I was one of the eager ones to get out and cut. Like I wanted to cut my first week, but when, once I finally got somebody in my chair, I, I, all the stuff I learned kind of just said poof out of my head, and I, <laughs> and I was stuck. <laughs> yeah, and I was stuck, and I, and I had to call the professor to come over there to help me out. Um, but yeah, it, it it was that was also a tedious process and. Gave me anxiety and I was nervous the entire time cutting that man's hair, but I did not mess it up. So, and that's and that's part of it, and that's why it's, it's so critical in the first six to eight weeks just to kind of tell the students just walk around, ask questions, do the basic stuff that we tell you to do, um, learn how to use your straight razor, learn how to drape, learn how to shampoo, learn how to hold your shears, hold, learn how to hold hold a comb, how to um, scissor a comb. Um, Share, share, what, uh, clip over comb, just the basic things that we want you to get out the way because I know is there's going to be some anxiety. And most students, a lot of times, they take it for granted and they're like, I want to cut, I want to cut. And when, when the time's up, when the time comes and they, hey, your number's up, a lot of them just freeze up. But it's okay, it's normal because we have some, like Gary said, we have some great instructors and we're there for you along the way. And because our job's, we want to guide you. We want to see you do well. It makes us happy when we see our students excel and do well. So if you're thinking about coming to a barber college or even a cosmetology school, the first six to eight weeks is really critical. The first six to eight weeks is the time when you need to um, ask plenty questions, ask a ton of questions. There's no questions that's not that's not off, off the board as long as pertaining to barbering or haircutting or hairstyling. Watch students learn. Watch students work. Watch their habits. And one of the best things to do is look at the the students, the senior students who are doing really well, who are cutting hair real well, and and watch them how they set up their tools. Watch them how they how they sanitize their hands before every service. Watch them how they clean up after the service. Watch them how they how they how they sweep up how they the the extra services. Watch how they handle consultation. Watch how they walk. Watch how they walk around the classroom. Watch how they ask questions when they're in the classroom because that is going to help dictate how good you're going to be when you leave barber school. I can guarantee you, again, I'll teach you how to cut hair. But the intangible things, that's going to take you to the next level. Come with a good attitude. Showing up on time. Uh, making friends. Meet people, make some friends. Those things are gonna some life lasting things that's gonna help you go to the next level. Um, 
uh, as we um, come to the end, I'm going to let these students take it away and, and just talk about that process. Just whatever you have to expand on, Chris. Just go ahead. Well, I actually have a question for Gary. All right. Mm, so if you can good. go back. Uh, hey. so, so if you can go back to like your first couple of weeks in barber school, would you change the way you handled situations? It's a great question, Chris. Man, really, I wouldn't change much about my learning process. I would change about how I've handled some things relationship-wise. Because, I mean, I know this is about cutting hair and, you know, barber school and stuff, but, you know, I had to learn a couple of things about how to handle people as well because you have to think, I did just graduate high school. And I had never really experienced the, the real world. I've been I've been used to my dad being under my dad's wing, and now I'm kind of out being my own man. And I didn't handle some things, some altercations the right way, and you know, people that had disagreements with me, and that would re- some people attacked me, but not everybody's like that. But I had to learn how to handle those people. So if I had to change anything, I would I would change the wisdom I had with handling altercations and conversations that were tough because again, I was out in the real world and being my own man. So that's what I would change. 100%. What about you, Chris? That's a great question. Uh, What about you? What would you do different? How would you, what would you do different? If I could do things differently, I would put more time into, uh, learning my craft more, but, and at the same time, I wouldn't want to change a thing because I am who I am now because of it. And like Gary said, you got to learn how to handle certain people in different situations. Um, and that, and that makes you a whole different person. You go from becoming from, uh, a shirt to being a bandana, so, so to speak, being cut from a different cloth, you know? And it's, it's, it's a lovely thing to experience when you look back and see the growth. But if I was a, ch- I would change the way I learned because, I did not give in. I I wanted to cut hair. I didn't think the book work would be mm. that. <laughs> I didn't think the book work would be as important. Don't fall behind. That's critical. Yes. The theory. Yes. Theory. 100%. The theory is so critical. How critical is the theory before we close, Gary? And was how critical is the theory? If you don't know the theory, you're just a cutter. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. You don't know the theory. Nah, just for real. But. Seriously, though, if you're not just trying to be, I'm not going to say that. If you're not trying to be basic and average, you need to know that stuff. Like, it's not just about passing your test. Like, if you're wanting to know how to, because I heard Craig say in class one day, there's a guy that does a few thousand dollar face shaves. Well, if you don't know the process to give a comfortable face shave, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. So the the theory is not to to break you down and, you know, trash you. It's really to help you multiply your income. Really? Yes, sir. So it's not just important to pass, but it's important if you want to make money. So it's the question now. If you want to make money, because knowledge is money. You want to make money? Yes. Education changes situations. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) For real. (laughs) Um, Theory is seriously, uh, there's barbering in its own context but then there's a whole theory about it in its own other separate world so theory is takes over 95 percent of barbering honestly if if you want to be a um if you want to be a master barber you will have to know the theory through and through 
that that's my take on it now at, at a different perspective as from where I first started barbering. I agree. And as we close, um, as we close, um, if you guys have any um, questions or any um, topics that you would like us to, to cover on a daily basis or on our next podcast, just let us know. Um, you can send a message to our Instagram page, um, Facebook, or you can just call um, Julia's on it constantly or call one of the students and ask them for some type of feedback, some type of questions, because we're going to do um, a podcast basically every week. Um, next week podcast, I think we're talking about um, the difference between cosmetology and barber school. Um, I think that's going to be a hot topic. Um, if you have any questions, again, and you can find us on um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Um, Apple Podcast is coming soon. It just takes a little bit of time to get on there, but you can find us and follow us at those various um, links. Um, again, and if you have any questions, you can call the school if you have a question about signing up. Um, 423-461-0004. Um, we are constantly um, enrolling students. We start a class the first Tuesday of every month. Um, and come, 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 come check out a, and think of a career change. Um, we have some interesting and great students you can learn from and, and instructors. I think um, our product is... It's, it's it's up there. It's great. It's great. Um, I'm going to let these guys finish off and again signing off. This is Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy. Come check us out and let's keep doing this. Come spread some love to JC way. Um, Chris, you want to close out and finish off your last whatever you want to say? Um, we finish up. Barbering can take you places. It can it can change your life. You can come from the uh, actually the perfect example is the rose that grew from concrete. That that's my story. I come from little to hardly having stuff to building myself up and to being a whole different type of person. That's what barbering can do for you. It can change your life. Gary, um, uh, man, if if you're considering doing this and you're gonna do it, I'll at least leave with some advice. Be obsessed with perfection. Knowing that you won't get there, but be obsessed with perfection because you'll be close. You'll be closer than anybody else. So that's the only thing I have to say. Just make sure that if you do it, you give it your all and show up and be there. And again, thank you for coming and sharing uh, this afternoon with us. Um, we appreciate you guys. Um, if you want to, again, whatever you want, any topics you want to talk about, shoot me a text, shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, and Miss Julie will get to me. And again, let's keep pushing because I think we have something good, and we're trying to show that this industry has it's 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 great, and it's plenty of love in this industry, and it's a career that it's 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 for everyone. Um, kids come out of high school, um, lawyers, doctors. Um, there are a lot of people changing careers, engineers. Come check out our come check out our industry, and we'll continuously talking about it to keep pushing it. Again, thanks for listening, and appreciate you guys. Can't wait till the next one.